This is the PropTech VC Podcast. We give you unique insights into how innovative technologies are disrupting real estate. We interview top entrepreneurs, investors, and knowledgeable experts to share the inside scoop in this fast-moving industry. It's hosted by leading PropTech VC, Zane Jaffer. Let's dive into today's content. On today's PropTech VC podcast, we're joined by David Friedlander. David is a very interesting guy, a housing innovation veteran who loves experimenting with lifestyle design and the way he lives. He's been featured in the New York Times, and you might remember him from a Netflix documentary on minimalism. He's done a lot to impact the way the industry thinks about living. David, thank you for coming on the show. Same, it's a pleasure being here. Firstly, what is a housing innovation veteran? I mean, the, the veteran part is just, uh, I'm getting older. Um, <laughs> when you do something long enough, you can uh, you can call yourself a, a veteran. Um, I mean, I've been dabbling with, um, uh, certainly on the record, uh, with uh, novel forms of, of housing and really novel forms of living because the two really are, are, are inseparable. You can't uh, you can't put a uh, kind of an old mindset into a into a new structure. Um, what, you know, whatever the technology is and um, the, the technology here in question is, is housing. So anyway, um, looking at, and mostly uh, um, looking at how innovation could be brought to bear to make housing uh, better, uh, just from a product standpoint. Uh, more uh, sustainable. I don't want to say more sustainable, like th this is something that can be sustained um, and uh, equitable uh, that the housing economics, um, you know, either whichever way you get there, um, and, and it has to be assaulted from a number of ways, um, that housing economics of the local, econo you know, local economics, incomes, local, uh, local businesses and all this, that they're in sync with uh, the product uh, that is available and in, in the case uh, that, I, that i'm focusing the product is, is housing yeah uh, and most of that uh, i mean most of that has been geared towards uh kind of new new forms of uh architecture like uh micro apartments but then that translated to new operating models and new types of uh you know uh, modern methods of construction modular prefab uh adu i mean you name it like any any sort of uh any anything that kind of deviates from the from the norm i've i've, I've researched it um for you know good a good 10 years yeah and you've been quoted and you've even written articles you know across uh, some very large publications and i've enjoyed reading some of the things you've said when we think about housing innovation where is the core problem where do you see it some some might suggest that it's a global problem it's targeted on the affordability spectrum where we need more affordable ways to house people you've got cities and i'm in san francisco where it costs the state $60,000 for each homeless tent and yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, when you look at the costs fully loaded. And on the other spectrum, uh, perhaps the problem might be commercialization and, and finding better investment opportunities on the institutional side. Where, where do you see the crux of the problem that housing innovation really needs to address? Yeah, great. Yeah, some really nice stuff to wrap around. I mean, I'll parse this out in a few few different ways, and they're kind of related. Uh, one is the number of people that are at stake with the wrong solution. <laughs> you know, like when you can when you can essentially monetize homeless people for sixty thousand dollars a head. You know, and 
And that's just like one of the more, you know, kind of gross examples of this. But, um, you know, th th that that can be, uh, you know, I, I like to say to some of my engineers, friends that they're like, basically, the world is all patches and glue right now. You know, it's like fixing, fixing problems that really shouldn't need to be solved, you know, and then and then anyway, so you have a lot of people at stake pushing the wrong agenda. Uh, and, you know, my I'll, 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 I'll bring it to, uh, you know, my area of expertise, which is, you know, housing innovation and, um, and in San Francisco, I uh, was uh, helping, I was trying to push a modular homeless uh, housing project. And uh, the developer I was working with was trying to lease back beds, like beds with supportive, or I think it was beds and maybe supportive services for like a thousand dollars a head, which is like, I think it was uh, almost a third of like the debt service fees on the, on these like dilapidated <laughs> um, SROs, you know, and essentially, and it was shot down because, because San Francisco labor unions didn't, you know, didn't have have a, a, the full stake in, in in the project, right? And 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 the lot that that we were asking for was over a Department of uh, of Public um, uh, uh, Public Works. Uh, it was a platform over a parking lot, like this super unloved piece of land, and and basically later labor shot it down. You could see that everywhere you know where there's people who's like uh-uh this is gonna this is gonna mess up our you know our um our contracts it's gonna mess up our um our, our vendor you know whatever so um that's i mean that's really the biggest thing right now like the the, the people who won't get out of the way of innovation uh, whether it's on a p policy or technological uh, standpoint so it's the regulators it's putting all these bureaucratic processes in now, th th there are you know we don't want to make it just about california but California is doing great things with its... Oh, I could do that with any state. Because <laughs> you've got the concept of ADUs, accessory dwelling units, where California is making it quite easy to add or convert structures in your yard in order to have uh, you know, a one-bedroom apartment, for example. Uh, but at the same time, there seems to be a resistance to the new, which is shocking because to repeat what's broken is nonsense. It's insanity, right? And we have a severe shortage of housing. So when we, when we look at the regulation side, what is it that the people who are involved in these positions of power or decisions, what are they actually afraid of? Uh, they're, they're literally afraid of anything being disruptive and, and it disrupted. And it's not just, I mean, it, it's not just the, the fear of new, because I want to be clear, you know, particularly in San Francisco, I, I have a number of hometowns and I have a, I'm, I'm in Boulder, Colorado right now, but I spent a lot of time in the Bay Area, 19 years in New York, but strong ties, DC, Boston, everywhere. Anyway, more or less the same phenomenon has been going on. This is what I've been talking about, like in terms of product. All right. They've been building new stuff, but it's not the right stuff. And it seems like a, it seems like a minor detail, but it's not, you know, and, you know, like you're in San Francisco and they, you know, like they put up the Millennium Tower, right? And, and, and like, oops, <laughs> oops, we, we, you know, we shortchanged on the, on the engineering and essentially here's, here's. Uh, you know, this is, I think I, I threw you. Um, Just for some of our listeners, it's hilarious, but why don't you, well, it's not hilarious if you bought or you. You probably know more about it than I do, but I mean. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> terrifying because uh, I believe that's the building that's slowly tilting and they have spent or they've budgeted hundreds of millions of dollars to repair it after law. It's a big building. <laughs> it's a big building and it's very difficult to, to address, you know, this problem. Uh, and I, I do appreciate that there is a requirement now to have a section of your projects to have lower income, affordable. 
it, it, that's like again this is like the whole monetization of of dysfunction right we shouldn't need that stuff in 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 like and this is not i'm not talking some esoteric language go to europe and you know everyone lives in modest size multi i mean not everyone but people of various different income levels live in you know fairly modest size multi-family places so they can all kind of live you know there's not this like huge sprawling universe which is what what we got here are you saying part of the problem is our need for space and wanting ground well let, let me there, there, there there's a lot of problems <laughs> so I'll, I'll i'll bring it back to um urban dwellings um so and 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 millennium tower so these really super tall things they, they seem like cool and it's like oh we can do them but they're really um it you said we're we're averse to the new but we're also like averse to like looking back at the past and seeing what worked uh and and i will go back to europe where most um most european capitals don't allow skyscrapers okay and 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 then we go to America where they're just popping up like, you know, like zits, you know, on a teenager or whatever. Uh, sorry for the metaphor, but, um, <laughs> uh, but you know, whatever, go to, you know, go to Miami, go to, uh, Boston, um, you know, the seaport, uh, you know, San Francisco, New York and all these things. So they've been popping up these towers. Now I, I, I sent you an essay that I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to get published here soon. And, um, and essentially these are, these towers really are not in terms of what we know about design product design, how people use their built environment. These are not good buildings. They are not good design. They're not built around how, like when you have a three-story foyer, you know, that's essentially designed around dark money from, you know, from countries that I won't name, you know, like literally those, that's the market base, you know, and, and while people, and I'm not talking about poor people, I'm talking about just like, I mean, I, I had a really hard time affording you know, my place in New York City and like, I'm not poor. Like, I like this is ridiculous. When you build a Millennium Tower or um, whatever it is, the uh, the you know, the super tall on Park Avenue, you know, the super talls in New York City around these very these markets that, that are really are detached from any sort of, you know, who who the workers are in the in the neighborhood. It's like it's so offensive from a, a product standpoint, like to say that that's the best that we can do with the, this this assemblage of, of hard fought labor and you know materials why don't we build something cool um and you know that's that's always been my thrust let's let's build something different you know let's build and let's build something that we that's that's on point with the data it's on point with the climate data you know the seas are rising the temperatures are getting more violent the uh, temperature swings are getting more violent i'm in colorado there's a lot of um issues with air i mean colorado hell san francisco air quality right you know when it when it bumps up to 250 you know like we need we need to we need to start dealing with this stuff and yet there's no there's no responses you know letting the needs of um you know stable capital market uh, uh growth trajectories uh basically the, the security of you know of some local council member like those things need to come way 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 behind housing affordability climate adaptation um and just making places you know vibrant beautiful places to live, which seems to, you know, you know, which seems to not be a priority in this day, you know, like of the, the Panerization of, of, of America. So you talk about cool and new, and some of our listeners are going to be skeptical and thinking, wait, houses are houses. Why do you want to try to build something cool and new? Uh, you want something that works and surely the current model, the current methodology works well. That's going to be what you're going to hear from many people. You don't want to be experimenting with people's houses. 
and then I'm playing the devil's advocate here, obviously, because I'm, yeah. you know, I'm hosting the damn podcast and we're talking about PropTech, right? But help me understand what, what do you mean by cool and new? Because a lot of people struggle to understand what is the need for this? And this seems to be a very like niche type of niche, very high tech forward view, not something that can be implemented at a mass level. And I know that's not the case, right? But how, how do you help get that message across? Well, I mean, the big thing is to, to differentiate <laughs> different. I, I like, I really, I'm, I'm as, as much as I, you know, try to, I think I, I try to have a cool guys to disguise what, what a classicist I am. Um, I'm really, I'm really into, I'm far more into ancient history than I am in, into, into uh, current events uh, for good reason. Uh, and they seem to be the same thing anyway. So, um, but, uh, so I'm not actually suggesting anything new i'm uh, in fact most of the stuff i'm pointing to is is, is very much about classic uh, ways that humans have organized themselves and looking at the data and um i i i, I back to an article that um it was kind of it was ragging on suburbs and i'm i'm from the suburbs okay i'm from america i'm like i i am i am the byproduct of a real estate a multifamily real estate <laughs> a greenfield multifamily real estate developers uh you know dream for like a multicultural um you know uh suburban dream and it, it was it was it turned out to be a nightmare in, in the long run this article was about um <laughs> i think the name of it was why even sorry for your listeners but i didn't write it uh why even driving through the suburbs is a soul-sucking experience um <laughs> uh and essentially what the author did really nicely is said you know we go to we go to whatever florence right uh, i don't know if you've ever been to florence or munich or uh the historic district of of uh of paris or um uh, you know less uh, what i don't know we we go to the, we go to these beautiful i've i've been to marrakesh right um and it, the, these places that are beautiful they're not beautiful for no reason right they are actually the accretive um product of of millennia of of design and essentially we've ditched that design process like because oh we can build bigger houses like but do we need them are these are the is this the right product i mean we could build i mean we could we could build an iphone the size of a house but do we need to it's a lot more convenient to put it in our pocket right and you know so many people are are you i have these i mean literally have these um you know suburban sized iphones as far as as far as residential needs go they have these humongous homes that essentially are literally at odds with both like nature capital and nature there's the way the ecosystems work resource management work but really really work against the way that people work and um and again uh, referring back to the article you know it's like you go to these old cities and it's you know you walk down in the streets and there's life i mean you're in you're in san francisco and i know san francisco's having problems but i you know i was in new york for a long time and i and i and i'm in boulder now which is actually a you know a, a fairly contained area too and it's nice to be around people that you know you know it's nice to be able to walk or bike where you want to go instead of having to drive everywhere like this is not a political thing it's not even an environmental thing it's just this is the way this is this is optimal product design uh, and then and then so we have some we have some very good ideas in terms of scale of what cities and and housing units should look like and and then um 
and we and you know and, and really design I, I use this expression you know designing for the ages instead of the times you know why are there why are there all these housing formats that we're still using in England or in Singapore or in Hong Kong and yet like oh you know we've been using it for hundreds of years and they're like why don't we just build those but do it with CLT panels and do it with, you know, whatever, um, you know, whatever automation we have at our at, at our disposal, or we can, you know, figure out some way of training people to, you know, I think, you know, being skilled carpentry is a, it's a great, you know, it's a great job. But the, uh, I, I think a combination of new and old tech, uh, this is, this is what, this is what we're craving. This is what we go on vacations to experience. And yet, uh, you know, kind of resign ourselves, you know, go out, um, resign ourselves to, you know, uh, to, to substandard fare when we get back home. <laughs>